Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, as you'll know, people are increasingly using secular celebrants in what were once strictly religious ceremonies such as weddings and funerals. But there are many more ceremonies that secular celebrants take part in nowadays. Clara Malone is a celebrant based in Clare. After- afternoon, Clara. Hi, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. So, uh, uh, can we, uh, like, there, there are things like, are there equivalents now for, say, uh, uh, communion and confirmation uh, for kids? Yeah. Absolutely. We um, during lockdown, obviously things were fairly quiet on the uh, wedding front, as as many people know across the board. It was the same for everyone. So one of the things we thought about creating was milestone ceremonies. We thought about it for a few years um, because we felt there was a need for children who don't participate in communion or confirmation, and what was what was out there for them. Um, so a few of us got together from the Irish Ethical Celebrant Society and created um, milestone ceremonies. So we have stepping stone ceremonies for those children in second class who aren't partaking in communion for whatever religious or, mm. or cultural reasons. Yeah. Um, and it's we're hopefully going to see a big increase in it over the years. Obviously, only communions and confirmations are going back because of COVID. Um, so we'll hopefully see a big increase in that over the years. And, and, we're really excited and, about it. Yeah, now obviously the, 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 the parents and the child themselves would have a big input into this, but roughly speaking, what happens at a stepping stone ceremony? So my colleague Orla officiated two gorgeous ones this, this year. We thought about, so it's like we have a blank page about them, but we obviously provide guidance and structure because it's basically based on what the parents and child wants with our input and and expertise and guidance in, in creating ceremony. Um, we thought about teens, you know, if you think about eight and nine year olds who are becoming questioning, they're becoming more responsible, independent, very socially aware. So we thought about teams around friendship, family, community, um, sports, if they're interested in sports or music or whatever their interests are. Environment is huge. So, for example, one of the ceremonies we had in May um, the child loved the greatest showman, so that soundtrack was very much part of the ceremony. Their siblings got involved writing um, a poem. Um, there was one of the kids played a song on the guitar. One of the children and her mother climbed for Patrick and raised money for the Simon community and donated that money. So there's loads of different elements and themes, and it all depends on when we sit down with parents and children and find out what the child is interested in, right. what you want to include in the ceremony. So it's really parent and child led, um, which is which is lovely. And it's fun. It's inclusive. It's a celebration. Yeah. and, and But the actual ceremony, the, the, does the child have to say things and, and the parents say things it, or what's the kind of it, rough design it, of that? Exactly. If the child wants to say something, absolutely. That could be in the form of a song, speaking or writing, you know, a story or poetry. The parents in the in the ceremonies that we have officiated will talk about the child, um, how wonderful they are, what their interests are, funny stories. Often the we also, we we've done a lot of baby naming ceremonies where we have guide parents instead of godparents. Those people are often present, so they will talk then about the child. Grandparents got involved um, in the ceremonies that we did this year as well, talking about their grandchild and siblings. So really, it again, it's who's there, who wants to speak, who wants to contribute. Um, they're like 20, 30 minutes long. We provide the structure. We welcome each piece. We, you know, we bring it all together, yeah. basically, and, and lead it all. 
um, for the family with different elements in it throughout. Yeah. Uh, but would there still be, for the children, you know, uh, big flouncy dresses and, uh, um, you know, envelopes <laughs> full of cash and bouncy castles? <laughs> Absolutely, if they want. We really focus on fun. We don't focus on envelopes of cash. That's that's up to the uh, the guests <laughs> and the child. But we absolutely would encourage it if if the children were interested. But but that's not that you know we don't mention that at all. But yeah, there was definitely some cash and envelopes um, at the ceremonies in May. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So the children were missing out on I'm, the monetary aspect. I don't think. Yeah, and were they timed to coincide with? Uh, communions as well. So um, one was on the weekend of the communion, and one was another week later. So it just mm. depended. But yeah, we'd absolutely would. So what you know, we're not we're not asking schools to do. Uh, schools are so busy. They're 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 you know they've had a really tough couple of years. But what we we want, we, and we're not going to try and get involved in schools and what they're doing. But what yeah. we think that if there's a group of children in a class who aren't partaking in the communion, we'd love to talk to the parents of those children and, and have a chat with them and see could we do something for that group of kids, yes. you know, in a fun, inclusive way and potentially on the same day as the, the communion is taking place. And there's no reason why we couldn't do that. Um, so, yeah, so it, 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 the, there's a blank page there and, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely interested in talking to families if it's something they'd like to do. Yeah, and coming-of-age ceremonies, now, are they equivalent to then the confirmation? Yeah, very much so. And so coming of age ceremonies are go back thousands of years. So again, it's about if a child doesn't want to partake in a confirmation, and we actually haven't officiated any of these yet, um, but we, we, we're open if someone wants to do that instead of a confirmation. I, I don't know how popular they will be. We will see. But I definitely see um, the popularity increasing around the communion because our baby naming ceremonies have become so popular. We so, like they've They've really tripled um this year um we, we've I, I don't know how i can't even i think 15 16 our group our team alone have officiated this year um never mind all the other independent celebrants around ireland so you know the more popular the baby naming ceremonies are becoming we know then in you know six years or so seven years the stepping stone ceremonies will become popular and that's yeah. just the way it's going to be going yeah. as the years go on yeah, though, so, I mean, coming of age kind of would imply maybe they're 18 or, or 16 or coming it, of it what? De- yeah, it depends. Um, so, you know, if you think of bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah, mm. you know, they're around 12, 13. You've got, I don't know, sweet 16. I know it's, it doesn't sound, it's not something we do in Ireland, but it's very, very popular in, Amer- in America. And then you've got 18 as well. I know in Japanese culture, there's, there's ceremonies around when, when, when people are becoming 18. So it could be any age. But I suppose in Ireland, we were thinking more around the 12, 13, as you're moving from primary school into secondary school and all that that entails. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the focus we, we were having on that. But it could, it could be anything. I think we can create ceremony for many transitional um, stages of life if people want something to mark that. It's yeah. really about choice for us. You know, it's not for everyone, but for some people, they want to have something and independent celebrants can actually offer and create something for people. I suppose uh, you could do moving into a new house or birthdays or... Yeah, birthdays, moving into a new house. I know a lot of celebrants who have... uh, So I created one ceremony for a couple who were celebrating 10 years of marriage. So we had a vow renewal ceremony, but we had it in the building blocks of their new home. So we incorporated Mm. the fact that they were also building their 
their family home, their two kids were there. You know, this was huge for them after many years of moving and renting and everything. They finally were building their home. So we were able to include that. And it was a really nice way of commemorating two huge milestones. And they took a picture of that and have it in their hall now of the new home. Um, Hmm. And it was really, really personal, four of them and me. So absolutely, a a new home is lovely. It's a lovely idea. And it can be short, sweet and, you know, very, it's, 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 they're not long winded or anything. It can be just a couple, family, friends, whatever it may be. Yeah, do you and do, do you, are becoming very popular. Do so. you do many funerals? Um, my colleague Orla is a funeral celebrant. She trained this year, so she has officiated a few funerals, and I am training currently, and I will be officiating funerals next year, um, hopefully. Um, again, that's, yeah, where. We, it's a huge, it's, training for us is really important to do around that just to, because it's a different um, emotional mm. um, responsibility around that. And I just want to make sure that we're prepared and ready to be able to celebrate someone's life in a really, you know, meaningful way for a family um, while also managing our emotions while we do that. So, yeah, um, yeah it's really, it's, it's, it's something we're really, really interested and keen on doing and Orla's officiated a few funerals this year. Yeah, Is it hard to find venues to have uh, secular funerals in? Um, Well, we've got the crematorium in Shannon, which is is really busy. Um, We were also up in um, uh, alternative funeral um, ground up in Mayo. The name has totally come out of my head, which is awful, um, where you can actually hold ceremonies there and you can grow trees there. You know, you don't actually have a gravestone as such, but you're and you have it like a wicker basket, something that's biodegradable, etc. Mm. Um, so there's loads of different alternatives and you can hold your ceremony there and you can also scatter your ashes there if the funeral ceremony itself is held in the crematorium. So, again, becoming more and more popular um, and I will increase as the years go on. It'll be interesting for the census next year, you know, when we get the information back on that. Uh, you know, and how that will correlate then with the difference in alternatives around ceremonies, be it, you know, baptisms, um, yes. weddings and funerals. Yeah, indeed um, it will. And indeed it will. Clara, thanks a million yeah. for uh, speaking with us today. That was uh, Clara Malone there in uh, County Clare. Uh, she's a celebrant with Coastal Ceremonies. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, the solar eclipse. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.